Hey, everybody. This oh, is... God damn it. I'm not ready. Andrew, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. <laughs> Fuck you, Mike. <laughs> hey, welcome to Movie Marathon with Andrew and Mike. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert, I was ready. <laughs> uh, so we're doing a different episode Touché. today. <laughs> Uh, we, so we finished our uh, Andrew. Do you have Do you have one more D'Souza Palooza in you? Uh, no. Uh, um, let me drink a little more bourbon, and I might actually have another one in me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe later. So stay tuned. Don't Don't stop listening. I just want to name everything. Uh, we finished... something or other Palooza. That's all I want to name stuff. <laughs> we finished the D'Souza Palooza. We did our run of the Halloween movies. Uh, so super fun. I know I enjoyed the hell out of it. So now we get to uh, prep what's coming next. So uh, probably review kind of where we're at as a podcast. Uh, talk about some new things. Talk about some movie stuff. And then talk about what we're going to do next. Uh, so Andrew, how are you doing? Oh, I'm delightful, Michael. I am absolutely delightful. I'm excited for what we're going to do next. Um, I'm glad we got to do the Halloween run. That was a lot of fun. Um, and before we talk on what's next, I was actually curious if you had any more thoughts. Uh, you know, we're now a week past, almost to the day past Halloween ends coming out. Uh, we recorded, what, two days after it came out. And I see the reviews trending way more negative. <laughs> I think it, I think it's it's slipped like three or four tenths of a of a uh percent or a a star on uh letterbox since we've last talked i think it's down on the 2.2 or 2.3 level uh, i was just curious yeah. if you had more thoughts on on halloween um given and that would make sense because you're going to have some people going out to the theater to see it. and i think the, and so i have a regret of not going to the theater to see this because Me horror movies are one of those experiences that are better in the theater with like a big audience it does elevate the experience. Uh, so I, I, I do wonder what my reaction would have been initially seeing it in a somewhat crowded theater, getting to like experience it with other people. Um, I, my It's weird. I got to rewatch it, I guess, because my opinion's not really changing as it's not a terrible movie, but it might be a bad Halloween movie. <laughs> but then that's like that's just then debating what do you want from a Halloween movie, especially when I love Halloween three and that doesn't have Michael Myers in it at all. So that feels a little unfair. Um, yeah, that's fair. I uh, all that made me want to do is go back and watch Halloween two from nineteen eighty one and then Christine, and that was uh, <laughs> that was all it made me want to do. That sounds pretty positive. Yeah, no, that was a positive outcome. I guess it makes me want more Carpenter stuff. Um, uh, but I, um, I guess I want to watch it again too. It, it's held up for me. I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I've, I'm going to come off my opinion of is right there with kills for me. Uh, I, I liked what they were trying to do. Um, again, us recording and talking through the, the episode, I think pr the problem there is you and I had to do a lot of work for an hour and a half to make the movie make sense or like. <laughs> really flesh out i think the, the ideas that they were trying to accomplish in the movie um i'm glad we did but that's also probably why I've, you see the ratings slip too is i don't i think we're giving them way more credit and way more we're overthinking it probably more than the average person who's going to see it is it, uh, but i i actually will say i think we kind of hit correctly what is the interpretation of this movie and what's going to happen with this movie 
the casual Halloween fan is going to generally like say, it, think? Yeah. yeah, oh, that wasn't a very good one. Yeah. And then dismiss it and move on with their life and not care. And then there are going to be people who keep coming back to it who like, ah, there's a lot going on here. So like, the more I've thought about it, I'm like, yeah, it's not well written, <laughs> but there's a lot to think about. It's it, and it, so it's an interesting movie and I don't know where it's going to land in the long run of where those two things bounce out. Um, but I guess I'm getting closer to where I'm like, I'm kind of happy it exists. I, I, I am because I, I, again, third movies in trilogy and in, in a series always seem to have these weird outlying or outlier ideas because they've, they've kind of exhausted the suspense, but then they've also sort of exhausted the violence. This is right there with those movies where, you know, this, this third one in the, in the Blumhouse series is, it's a weird one, but I'm glad they didn't over explain the supernatural. And that's again, where a drunk John Carpenter made the mistake of for the, I hate to say, I, hate, I don't want to discredit him, but you know, for the money writing a sequel that was, you know, entirely focused on the idea that there's an Irish death cult that's somehow supporting and influencing Michael. And there's that whole sibling dynamics. So I'm glad they didn't take any sort of, strange routes with that uh you could argue maybe Corey's role is a little bit of uh michael's protege slash little brother or son thankfully they never go too far with that but uh, you know i i'm glad it wasn't they didn't try and make the effort to over explain what was happening it's it's very yeah. much left to the viewer and i think that's uh, of the two choices of over explaining or 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 being a little more aloof i'm glad they chose the way they did so i was listening to the big picture podcast today and I felt like they were saying a lot of the same things we were probably more eloquently than we did. Nah, I've um, listened to them. That's not true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but I mean, kind of like we talked about, it just it just depends what you want out of your Halloween movie. It's and it's really some of it too is where you fall on that supernatural Michael Myers thing of if you want Michael Myers to be supernatural. I don't. I you might have. I don't know where that pushes you on this one. I don't like Michael Myers being supernatural. I want him to just be a man. And so that bumped me more and may have pushed me over the edge on this one of my opinion. And uh, that's to me what is fun about this Halloween series. A new entry might be for you with what you want. It might not, but it's interesting to see what they do with this concept. I, I agree. And I, I think um, I've seen uh, there's a a Reddit, I'm trying to think which which subreddit I was on. Um, Apparently, man, this is going to be nerdy. I, I was looking at some comments through Reddit on the Friday the 13th uh, subreddit and then on the Halloween and slash John Carpenter subreddit. And it, it Halloween ends is pretty divisive. And I think the fact that you have a lot of people who probably really or seem to really enjoy it. And then there's a lot of people who seem to be there's no middle ground. There's nobody who's like, eh, it was a movie. It is what it is. Move on. It seems like people either really, really enjoyed it. Or they really hated it. And that, that makes me think to a point you raised last week, which was that probably means it's going to morph way up or way down in, in terms of sort of the general public opinion and perception of the movie. Um, and I think it's going to find, it's going to find its audience over the next 15 yeah. years. It's going to find like, <laughs> 
<laughs> well, no, I just think that's what happens with these. Like the common wisdom is going to be like, eh, not great. Yeah. And then it's the people who don't like it will never revisit it. And the people who do like it will claim it as their own and elevate it. Yeah, no, that, I think that's that's probably true. So the, the box office um, was solid. Yeah, it was, this. I mean, it was 41 profitable. million. I think they're going to make a shitload of money on the, the Bumhouse is going to make a ton of money. 40 million opening weekend plus whatever the Peacock streaming stuff is. It's hard to evaluate I, I, I even quantify what that, that means. Who knows? Um, but I'm guessing we get another Halloween movie in 2025 or 2026. The money these movies have made, I, it's hard for me to think they go too long without going back. I, I think you're right. Uh, which I'm excited for. Like I like at this point, everything is so IP driven that you just have to accept that's what it's gonna be and that's they give it as a filmmaker with a vision, they wanna end the story. That's the end of their story, but like it's still gonna come back and be something and it dilutes it a little bit, but uh, you just got to kind of make that mental decision to let it be that let the world be what it is and enjoy things at uh, as kind of the filmmakers intended it for for what they did. Yeah, yeah. I think um, if I had seen Halloween ends like. 10 or 15 years ago and now it's what they're trying to do i probably be like really mad and and shitty about it but uh as a near 40 year old i'm looking at this and i'm like yeah that's creatively pretty hard to pull this off and i can actually make it something that's likable and make it something that's that's like gonna keep people engaged and successfully wrap this story up and it's like hats off to them like i could be really mad about how it mm -hmm. came out or i could be really really happy i mean i'm just <laughs> glad i'm just glad that they came to a resolution and, and it was like reasonably logical from in my from from my perspective and i was like that's that's better than a lot of these movies could do and i think i think you're right i think we're gonna see i mean jamie lee curtis i think is effectively done with the, the series now so i think that I, I, the good news yeah, is this, this i kind of hope them a she jump is off point. i hope she is too like and that's just gonna just be like a pass the baton type yeah. of thing or something but at this point like and she's still like cranking out great stuff um yeah She's in, so I, well, she was in Knives Out. Sorry, I just, yeah, I was she was fantastic. That. And I'd love to. I actually would love to see someone do a new horror franchise with her, hmm. and see if you can leverage that into something new. No, that's true. Again, I, I, uh, I don't know if I said this last week, but I, 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 I feel like John Carpenter was very much ahead of his time with the anthology idea, and yes, and they, they hit on that on the big picture of. They should have done Halloween three as Halloween two. Yeah, and then and they go with that. And if they had done that, it could all, this could all be totally different. I think, and man, I can't remember what what it was. It we can't. It was on on for Halloween on AMC. Like, I think Shutter carried it for a while too. It was maybe a year or two ago. It was an anthology horror series that was like a forty five minute to an hour show each, and um, John Carpenter wrote wrote or directed one of them i think and it was pretty good it, it was like the same concept but it was like on, on more of like a tv tv platform so it was a little bit shorter but it was an interesting idea and I, I actually enjoyed a couple of them and i think i may be wrong i'm probably gonna be wrong because i'm saying this and i actually haven't researched it but adrian barbeau <laughs> who was uh carpenters uh she was she starred in 
Escape from New York, which he directed. And then uh, she yeah. was also his wife, I think, around the same time. And The Fog. She just did The Fog, too. And uh, I think he may have done uh, the show that she was in. But it's, it's I don't know. I, I, I like <laughs> I like that idea of... I was a kid uh, on Nick at Night. Was it Nick at Night? <laughs> no, no, no. What, oh, fuck. What was the Saturday Nickelodeon... Saturday evening Nickelodeon thing? Saturday evening Nickelodeon. It wasn't Nick at Night. No, yeah, you're right. That so was it's not old... TGI. It's not TGIF. <laughs> no, no, no. It was um on Saturday nights. The shows were like Roundhouse. Are you afraid of the dark? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking Doug, about. I think Doug premiered at on some there. point, but like Keenan and Kel or all that. Yes, yeah. all that was there. on there at one point. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about. I forget what they called it, but yes, I um, had many a Saturday night. I was home by myself <laughs> watching well, so I was, this. I was thinking, like, I was like, it's kind of like uh, an adult version of Are You Afraid of the Dark. And I was like, okay, where it's like uh, they're tied together by being horror movies. There's no real common thread in terms of the stories themselves. But it was like a look, these little vignettes. I think that was kind of a cool idea. But yeah, I just I, I Carpenter, the, the whole series, you know, I, I enjoyed the, the three movie Blumhouse run. I think it still goes back to exactly what you said when we did the 1978 one, which is don't touch it. It's fine. It's perfect the way it yeah. is. Like like the way it, they punctuate the whole thing is great don't don't do another thing with it and uh yeah and part of me though is kind of happy you know, because when i think when i look at like my kids they're going to be interested in watching halloween 78 yeah because halloween is still in the zeitgeist it's still a thing and they're going to want to see it whereas say something like black christmas horror movie from the 70s like they're going to be a little skeptical of you know what that is but yeah. something that's still like oh brand new movie like michael myers is still around so like wow where did this start then it's like uh so it's exciting that that's going to pique their interest i know i'm going to be able to share that with them at some point yeah i hope so and i i, I can't remember if i mentioned it last week but i know i told you about it and it was crazy <laughs> to me when i i dropped off our youngest his daycare and uh he, he's a big halloween 78 fan <laughs> yeah he's he's real big carpenter guy he's Wait, actually, is he is he two now he's t- uh he'll be three in january yeah oh yeah yeah so yeah, <laughs> yeah. so he's already seen dark star and he really likes assault on precinct 13 <laughs> um he's real he's he, really starting off just one carpenter film a year through his yeah, life <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what we're trying to do is yeah we're, we're going sequentially by carpenter film by he's like, like 15 he's seen them all and like, yeah, yeah but by 15 <laughs> i'll just depress him with escape from la or vampires happy birthday happy birthday here's a, a shitty movie about vampires with james woods <laughs> um no i i uh but his teacher who's probably like 20 or 21 or something like that she was super young but i opened the door like let him in and get him in his classroom and she's wearing a halloween 1978 shirt with like uh it was it was just like the face of michael myers um um standing up the top of the stairwell <laughs> Uh, from the 1978 when I was like, Jesus, I'm like, man, this movie is really like how many generations is this thing actually like transcended at this point? And, and it's like, it's like you said, yeah. it's the zeitgeist now. It's just, it's just a part of our culture. Yeah, it's a thing. Um, like, which is, yeah. I mean, you go out on Halloween, people are dressed as Michael Myers. So it's gonna, it's like, it's a thing. Yeah. Forever. I hope, I hope like, for, for some, there's some solace for uh, Carpenter. I know he was pretty bitter about probably how his career turned out. Uh, and, and I definitely, the way the the Halloween. I don't know, man. He's everything I see from him is he's really happy to just like collect his checks, smoke weed, and play Xbox. So. 
And I think he's pretty good. Worse. Yeah, I think he I think is he's too. pretty good with it. I, I hope there's some solace in uh, for him. And I mean, he gets to take some big swings at times. Like, yeah, he did. He did. I, I think you could probably blame, not blame, uh, credit uh, Kurt Russell's career on Carpenter. That's that's a fascinating. So that brings me all right to the next part of our, this podcast <laughs> as we're Kurt evaluating Russell. where we're at. No, I, well, well, actually, that'd be an interesting idea. But at some point, we have to, we're going to do like a Carpenter run. Oh yeah, yeah. But I mean, and but a Kurt Russell run would be pretty fun too. I would like to. We could rank it based on like his mullet, like his level, like his hairstyles. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. I, right, uh, so go ahead. And I was just say so where we're going um, from here will be a discussion. But how do you feel how the podcast is going? <laughs> Some that we it. started a, a few months ago at this point. I enjoyed it. I have no idea if anybody's listening and actually enjoyed it. You're going to let not. me know where you're not going to ever do it again. <laughs> yeah, this is my last This is, this is, our this last is actually going to be a closed door session right From now on, it'll be a solo podcast with me. Of... Yeah, just you talking to yourself about what do you think. Um, I'd love to hear you just do both roles and Sobbing. see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, no, I, Here and I, there. I, I enjoy it. I, I think um, it's fun. It's a lot of fun for me because it's a platform for us to, to talk. One, because we don't live in the same city, it's great just to have the opportunity to talk. Uh, more regularly or like it's it's a forcing us to talk more regularly which sounds horrible but um uh i think it i i enjoy being able to have a conversation about uh movies with with my friends and i think that was something like in, in high school and in college we got to do a lot of because we're all around each other and we all lived in the same city and as an adult with your kids and with work and just general family and other responsibilities. It's just, it's hard to have those moments. And so I think for me, I welcome it. Uh, and that's why you and I were talking about it off camera or off mic a few minutes ago, but it's like, yeah, we should probably focus on some more mainstream, interesting, compelling <laughs> movies for a larger audience. And they're like, ah, fuck it. Like we should also probably just focus on stuff that we enjoy. And it's like, I, I don't know. There's some comfort for me. And a lot of the movies we've covered because uh, I saw them at a formidable age and I'm, I'm glad to be able to rehash that with my friends. If people yeah. like to listen to that, great. I'm happy. I'm happy for them too. Yeah, my goal for this is kind of like accidental success. <laughs> uh, and 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 like and I do want to start doing a little more. So like we do have like an email address for this. We do. <laughs> we do. It's movie marathon, W A M. So movie marathon with Andrew Mike. But movie marathon w a m oh cool gmail.com like, whack ass motherfuckers was maybe the... <laughs> yeah so <laughs> okay. movie marathon wham at gmail.com <laughs> i uh uh and uh, the and same on twitter we have a handle for that which um but i want to start getting a little more involved with that stuff to possibly that um a community or audience or things you know occur around <laughs> those types of things um but that takes a like <laughs> Some time to put into it. Yeah, we we, we got some effort we got to put in there. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's yeah, so like maybe. So like, I mean, we're really any success is accidental at this point, <laughs> and maybe putting in like ten percent more effort to like market <laughs> things. Like here and there, I'll post on Twitter um, links to like the podcast on iTunes or something um, with like just like, um, and I don't know if that's why like the Halloween seventy eight episode has done better numbers than a lot of stuff because I like tweeted that with like hashtag like Halloween 
which is something that will actually like, get traction a tiny bit of sure. um, putting a little, yeah. And so as we do more, and I think we are getting better and figuring out our format and getting there of trying to um, grow that a little bit. Cause that'd be, um, that would be wonderful. <laughs> it would be delightful. Yeah, I, I uh, we we do not have a ton of followers right now, and that, that's fine. really love so to get to the point where I can tell my wife when we're doing this, like, <laughs> oh, like I'm working tonight. <laughs> yeah, my wife would not fall for that. She's oh. like, oh, you're gonna work in the garage with a microphone set tonight? <laughs> yep, working on the. I'm, I actually well, have just, only like, fans that I'm running. It's at least say like I'm making like not a lot of money, but enough money to like buy beer, <laughs> like, <laughs> like be like yeah it's like this is not like just purely a hobby <laughs> but it is like and at that point it's like there's a hope of more <laughs> no i have a friend who does uh sporting clays and skeet shooting um and he, he competes in competitions locally uh, well around florida and i think uh he's gotten good enough now where he's winning competitions or at least placing in them and making enough money that like he's pretty much paying for his hobby and i'm like yep i'd be happy if this thing just paid for paid for the hobby i'm just yeah doing- can somebody just give us $15 a month to pay for the Zoom so we can at least uh, just or, allow us to be friends? Or it's like we're going to do a other. movie so you can jump on. Like, you know what? Let's buy the DVD for that so we can do like the com- listen to the commentary. Or like, oh, like that's like worthwhile to. No, that's fair. I, I did actually subscribe. Start subs- I subscribed to. Well, and, and once you're making money, then I think you can make it a tax write off. Yeah, that's all I'm here for. Tax like breaks that. and tax breaks yeah. and excuses to get paid to talk to my friends. That's really yeah. I'm yeah. interested. No, but similar to you, it's like wonderful to get to talk to someone about these like these, <laughs> these ridiculous movies that um I watch in a vacuum so much and then it's kind of gone. And it's like, oh, it's nice to like linger on that movie and really like talk about it and think about it's it and to... have an excuse to like dig into it. Nice to linger on Hudson Hawk. <laughs> And focus on the fact that Bruce Willis was still so successful that he could. Do we need to do another Hudson Hawk episode? I would. I'd do it right now. Um, Don't (laughs) don't dare me. I'll do it. Um, uh, No, I I think a lot about like the success that I have not even attained. Like I feel like I've done well for myself and the success I've not attained that would allow me like Bruce Willis to fail as miserably as he (laughs) did with Hudson Hawk and still rebound. And have a very successful career after that. Yeah. So speaking of Hudson Hawk and where we're going from here, I really feel Hudson Hawk spiritually should have been a canon film. No, hundred percent. But I think that it, it came out right around the time that canon was going defunct, right? You're right. It would have been. Yeah, it would have. Like, oh, right my God. That'd be wonderful if that was like the death. That was the movie that broke up canon. <laughs> 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 that's they they put all their chips in that pot and just killed them well before we get too far ahead what is canon what is canon films who are canon <laughs> films so canon films existed pre what we think of as canon films it was yeah. kind of bought by is it oh my god golem golem Globi- golem globus it's uh, like Mahayam golem and uh and, oh, and yoram globus yeah it's, yes it's two two, two israelis, israelis. And they were making films in Israel and then made a, mil- a move to Hollywood and bought Canon Films. And <laughs> it's really crazy the influence they had 
as this small independent production company in Hollywood because it really pioneered some financing techniques that really took hold and influenced independent films being made. And I mean, in their own right, made some great films extending careers are probably influential to have established people. And they they pretty much helped establish Chuck Norris as like an action star. um, Yeah. And well, and like someone like Van Damme, like, yeah, he went to major Hollywood studio. Like we did street fighter. Without Canon Films, there's probably no Van Damme in Street Fighter. Like that's what established him as a viable box no, office that, star. Yeah, that's that was his breakout breakout movie, um, uh, and right rightfully so because man, that that butt shot they put in Bloodsport. Yeah, yeah. it's probably what. That's so, how he's cashing checks. And so the big th- so, <laughs> and in respect to them, they really would get a get the budget and finance it, but. They would do things like they would sell the international rights to a movie based on this is going to be a Charles Bronson movie. Yeah. And they would get the $10 million from selling the international rights to a Charles Ahead Bronson movie and, and use that. that to fund yep. the movie. Yep. And then, and so it, it didn't matter. Whatever the made of the box office then was just profit to them. And so if they happened to stumble into a big hit, they could make a ton of money off of that. And then, you run the company and doing these movies and and they got they got probably a little too well they had some hits but the problem was is between those hits there were a lot of bad ones a lot of fun but then i think they got they wanted more success and so they're like oh let's give stallone a bunch of money and over like overbought into some concepts that torpedoed them if they would have stayed with their formula i think they could have kept going forever they probably could have. I mean, that's a good point. If if you had to point to some of the bigger movies they made, Cobra was one of them. And then shortly after they made <laughs> Cobra in, in eighty, I think it was eighty five. Uh, they do Over the Top. And yes, the, the sort of which man, that's not even on our list. We should have we should have hit that one. Um, oh, that'll be round two, baby. <laughs> round two. Uh, uh, but they the the sort of legendary story behind that was Stallone just kept because the concept is a guy who effectively is entering an arm wrestling contest to win a truck so he can also in turn start a business slash have custody of his his son and stallone just kept shooting him down and shooting him down and finally he th- i think he threw a number out there that was like i mean i, I should have looked this up but it was like 10 million dollars yeah, which was like, like unheard of at the time and uh they're like yeah we'll pay it and he's like and i think his his narrative was I just kept turning it down, kept turning it down, and they kept. I, I threw out a crazy number, and they, they agreed yes. to it, and so I just did the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, all right, well, all right. Can't yeah. blame me, Sly. I get it, man. It's a lot of money, especially. Well, I think it's one of those numbers where it's like this isn't going to hurt me within the industry because everyone's going to know. Like, yeah, it's a paycheck movie. What went care. on? Like, okay, they offered stupid money, and he did it, and like <laughs> we're not evaluating anything other than <laughs> someone was willing to give him that money. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I, I don't blame him. I mean, I, 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 ironic, I guess ironically is the right term, enjoy over the top just because it is so silly and it's such an insane premise. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, <laughs> so I, I watch over the top an interesting point in my life, but I do remember mostly enjoying it for the craziness that it is. And like, it's not necessarily terrible, but it's just odd. It's <laughs> a yeah. lot of the points in it. <laughs> it's, it's, 
it's odd like <sighs> someone chose to spend a bunch of money making this movie <laughs> yeah and i don't think that having sylvester stallone would have necessarily made it a better or worse movie it's probably just a reason it was enough of a name draw for people to be like, yep, I'll go see that. And they're like, Great. it makes it more something you like yeah. historically relevant because it's a big name, whereas it could have been. If it oh, was, man, if it was, a, if it was like a it was Chuck X, Norris, like it was WWF Chuck guy. Like, well, I, like an ex WWF guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah that's like, fair. like some big uh, muscle bound. Like if it was like Hulk Hogan, people like probably would have forgotten about it. I mean, it'd just be a novelty because it was like a Hulk Hogan movie. Like, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. As a Stallone one, it's like, oh, like Stallone's like a massive star still at that point so it's a weird point in his career of like yeah of a movie well, so, they, they, go ahead no 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 no. you go ahead because I'm going to launch us into the next point no no go because I all I'm going to do is just keep talking about arm wrestling and child custody so <laughs> let's keep going so in case you didn't know Andrew is a professional arm wrestler uh Hey, watch out! Because uh, champion the, the of guy the, uh, the, the Tucson guy that, district, I believe the guy that Lincoln Hawk actually shows shows off with. I think his name is Bull, and he is from Jacksonville. So like that's like Jacksonville's. <laughs> we have the Jacksonville Jaguars, and we have Bull, Bull the arm wrestler. Bull the arm wrestler who was like a two time champion and over the top. So, so uh, I'm so we're talking that- about all these canon films. <laughs> Our next run of movies is going to be a very canon Christmas. <laughs> Which may or may not be a taken name. We don't know. Yeah. So the Red Letter Media, uh, which is an online, they do a lot of YouTube stuff. I guess like seven years ago, they did a very canon Christmas, um, which I guess for them was a mix of actual Christmas movies and random canon action movies. Uh, Okay. But uh, I feel comfortable saying, you know, you can't just you can't just claim that for yourself. That should be shared with the world. A very canon Christmas. Uh, Yeah. Definitely, the Israeli-owned company should be shared with for, for a Christian holiday. That's definitely yeah. Really I, look, I think they were all about profit. <laughs> that's true. I feel I think pretty that's, comfortable. That's, that's pretty much what Christmas feels like. It's Christmas is all about just making money and, and profiting. Yeah. So that's that's fair. Um, uh, that night, I don't think so there's the, enough yeah. Christmas movies out there that we want to try and string together to enjoy. <laughs> so. <laughs> I mean, there, there's some complications of doing Lethal Weapon, Mel Gibson movies at this point. Uh, there's some complications so, with Mel, Mel Gibson in general. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know if we feel like talking about that. Um, but no, so leading up to, into the holiday season, we're doing all canon movies. Uh, so going back to Andrew, Andrew was talking about for our podcast, maybe we should do popular movies. And we're going to veer very far away from that into... <laughs> and do relatively obscure canon movies but hopefully have a few uh, high points in there as well yeah i uh i kind of had a mandate for my wife that we have to see we have to do blood sport somewhere in the process of this run <laughs> in principle because uh, actually uh blood sport i mean really- i can't even speak to how big a fan i am of blood sport oh i, I love I, it i gotta save that i gotta save that all for the pod that podcast because i fucking love that movie I uh, I'll, I'll... goddamn brilliant that oh, that might need to be another Halloween '78 style one where we're like two and a half. We're hours gonna do plus. oh, I could do two and a half hours. I could do two and a half Fins. hours on Bloodsport right now, just because yeah. I've seen it yeah. so many times. Um, Frank Dukes, Frank Dukes, the what is it? Fastest, fastest kick to a to a total knockout, point four seconds. I can't remember what it was. I just remember there's like they they read off a bunch of arbitrary bullshitty stats 
that were very much made <laughs> up. Uh, and, and I'll skip ahead a little bit. Look, uh, Frank Dukes went to the Kumite 28 times and won all of them. All of them. <laughs> all, all of them. them. And six second knockouts every round did you read it okay i i know it was like some insane no, i don't know like, that's fastest, like yeah, his record like 75 like, miles yeah. an hour punch or something <laughs> that's that's what makes that movie for me is oh, and it's all predicated it. on one, one asshole's complete ego that's all made up <laughs> like, and lots of bolo yun talk we gotta hit that guy hard does does he actually does bolo young speak in it or I don't think he does but i've i went on a little like a little rousing seeing other Bolo Yun movies. Were you just watching him flex the pecs? And I, I can't recommend going down that road because <laughs> not a lot of meat on that bone. <laughs> uh, Bolo Young had a good career as like the villain for I'm just a saying, damn movie. I'd be surprised if we ever go down that road on this podcast. <laughs> on Bolo Young? Like and just Bolo yeah. Young stuff? And we're doing like we're not trying hard to do popular movies and to go Go to go down a run of his movies would be a would be a stretch even for us. Uh, I don't know. I uh, I I let me see. I was gonna look up Bloodsport. I'm trying to think what his, the bad guy's name was in Bloodsport. Um, <laughs> uh, well, Wikipedia, you failed me now. Um, okay. Well, I took us way off course, but I was gonna say um, reason Bloodsport was such a I think way on course actually uh, on on course for being off course. Um, Part of part of why Bloodsport was so important for my wife to, for us to watch it was she really enjoys it, uh, and uh, it's definitely for the Van Dam buns uh, bun scene where it's Van Dam and Tidy Whitey's and doing splits. So after so on the Bloodsport podcast, you have to let us know how good the sex is after the. Uh... Oh God! Oh Chung Lee, that's his name. All right, Chung Lee. So yeah, yeah. Um, I will let you know, but I, I remember no, on please our, do not. But... Uh, uh, I'll dedicate an hour of the podcast to it um but i, I, I actually know i want your wife to come on the podcast and let us know how good this i think she was. would do it i think okay well she won't do that <laughs> she'll talk about the movie <laughs> i do think she needs to be a guest that's fine I, I was gonna say on her third i think it was like our third date she was gonna cook dinner and so i went to her apartment when we were obviously when we were dating and we were trying to find something to watch on tv and this was like probably like really early days of netflix streaming <laughs> Because this was probably like two, like summer of 2008. And uh, we, I went over to her, her place and we were cooking. She, we were eating dinner and we we're trying to watch a movie and uh, Bloodsport was on. I was like, oh, I love this movie. And she's like, yeah, let's watch it. And I'm like, oh, you like Bloodsport? She goes, yeah, I love this movie. It's like our third. I think it was like our third. Or, it was like a third or fourth date. You made a wise choice, my friend. It was like uh, us watching Bloodsport together. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, all right. But that means she's a keeper. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that was a, definitely a, a high, high point in our relationship. <laughs> Every anniversary, we watch Bloodsport together. Our 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 um, entire marriage is predicated on enjoyment of, of Van Damme splits. All right, but yeah, she she definitely be on. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll ask her. She'll probably do it. See, now you're not going to know what to For do. Back. She actually shows. Oh up. my god, you froze. Are we there? Are you there? Bloodsport. Wait for it. Technical difficulties. Yeah, there we Enhance. go. You're back, baby. Enhance. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, so we, we've we've beat Bloodsport to death. I think that's yeah. that's going to be on our our list. Uh, that's going to be a, a a high watermark for me. I can't wait to do that one. What else do we want to cover? Because we have a list. We have you know what's our plan 
I think we're we're gonna do this is gonna drop on November fourth, and then I think we've already I <laughs> we've already tagged what we want to do for New Year's Eve, which is also oh, a canon fuck film. Yeah. Uh, so that is the the nineteen eighty. It's actually the first year of Canon taking over, or sorry, Golden Globus taking over Canon films. <laughs> Uh, in 1980, it's a it's a terrific slasher. So maybe it goes well with the theme of what we just finished. But it's called uh, New Year's yes. Evil, uh, which is two thirds music video, one third slasher movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a fun one. I can't um, wait. So I'll say we're trying to do Golan Globus produced films. Yeah, because there's like a lot of area where they they release things, but they didn't make them or that. And but with that in mind, you know we're going to do what's fun. <laughs> so we want to do like, we don't need to adhere to those rules, but try to stick to those eighties. Kind of what people think of as Canon film from that time. And man, there's so many, we didn't even get a chance to even put on the list. So we, we probably will do another one of these. Too. Yeah. I, I, Oh yeah. Yeah. I think, so. I mean, we don't have Cobra on our list, so we're definitely doing another, another one of these. Co- Cobra's too good. Like that's almost such a standalone uh, high water mark in St- for Stallone as an 80s action guy. That's like I that deserve. It, that or we're just doing own. a five part Cobra run where we record for five hours on Cobra and release one hour at a time. I I'm uh can I <laughs> I'm in my garage. Can I go get like an axe and another tool and just clink it together every time <laughs> every five or ten minutes? <laughs> so I'm recording in the garage. So I'm gonna go get another axe. I've got a small hatchet. I'm gonna get another one. I'm just gonna clink it together to start the episode. Do it, All do right. it. So I can't believe how long this episode's going. <laughs> I don't care. I love, I love it. Let's go. Okay, so we got to pick our movies. So November fourth, this episode introduction to the canon run, and then so we have a list of movies. Should we should we run down the list, or it just be a surprise when you pull it out? Let's let's do a, let's do a quick run out of the list and let's talk about maybe why we picked the list and then and then what what we're gonna do after after we run through the list is we'll do a hat drawing out of a very it's actually an NFL branded Jacksonville Jaguars hat <laughs> where we're gonna do a very official um, name uh, name drawing for for what order we pick the movies in so All right. do you wanna do you wanna start because you've got I yeah think- I'll run down my list of Go movies and then you can run down yours. All right, so my list is American Ninja. Just I feel canon. You gotta, you gotta get in cheesy martial arts style movies. Oh, uh, that's there's with Zenith. white star, white stars. Michael Dudikoff. Um, oh yeah, I'm in. I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then next is Fifty Two Pickup, <laughs> because you also have aging stars doing somewhat <laughs> quality movies. Like, I've never seen it, so I don't want to speak too much of it. But it's one I've always wanted to see. I think it's it's um Roy Scheider. Yep, and, and it's that a, one uh, Elmore it's Leonard a, uh, story. I think. Yeah, it's a, it's like ah, oh, this might actually be a good movie, um, but you never know with canon. Before <laughs> that, it's then uh, one of my favorite Hollywood stories. I don't want to step on it, but Superman Four, <laughs> how that came to be. <laughs> There's just a lot of meat on that bone to talk about for a podcast. Uh, then another classic for canon. It's a little later in their run, but Cyborg, a Van Damme movie. Uh, it's it's pretty crazy. It can get a little slow at times, but it's. Uh, I'm a big Van Damme fan, so I just. I, I don't. Being... I, I didn't want to just throw a blood sport in immediately, or I so. But maybe something else from Van Damme wanted to have in there. 
I remember being pretty pumped about that movie as a kid growing up in Georgia because the whole the whole uh, oh, ending yeah, is it's... supposed to be set in Atlanta. Yeah. And then when you actually see it, and you're like, well, what the fuck? This is just a set. Like, this doesn't look yeah. like Atlanta at all. Yeah, it's got it's it's got some issues. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Okay, there we go. We froze no, for a second. You're good. Inside work, uh, I think. I think oh. oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll save our cyborg thoughts in case we do it. <laughs> All right. All right. Fair. Uh, aforementioned New Year's Evil. And then, oh, man, Toby Hooper, I believe, directed this, Life Force. Yes, he did. Toby Hooper and from uh, Sexist Chainsaw I've seen Massacre. it. There's a lot of nudity. It's just like one but person. not sexual. Like... <laughs> yeah, not sexual. Just, um, and, man, it's, I like it a lot. And it's not as out there as like the so like how did this get made in life force and it's not as crazy a movie as they make it sound but it's pretty out there conceptually um that was that was what i remember too it's just one one i would love to talk about with you like that's just at some point you and i need to do this and talk about this movie (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we will we will have a lot to talk to each other about (laughs) i i i do remember it it being for a canon movie, it had some pretty expansive ideas and, and had a pretty sprawling story. Yes. Um, but it's been a couple of years since I've seen it. I definitely remember there's a lot of nudity in it. Um, it seems like that was the the motivating factor of the the main antagonist was distracting distracting middle aged men with nudity to only to then kill them. So and I, I, if movies. I remember right, it's very good casting because uh, the woman is gorgeous. Uh, indeed. <laughs> but um, and, and just- uh oh, almost like distractingly so. She's supposed to be, but like still distracting. Of like, wow, uh, this is a very attractive woman. Um. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, and then all right, new you got New Year's Evil and New Year's Evil as well. So, all right, all right, so what do you what did you what do you get on your list? Uh, you probably have some of the higher watermarks for 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 some of the canon movies. Um, I I, I don't know movie- American Ninja and Cyborg. <laughs> Very high watermarks. <laughs> uh, all right, I will give you. I'll give you that. Uh, American Ninja is probably going to be the weaker. Well, Superman Four is pretty shitty. So we'll <laughs> yeah, but it's still a Superman movie, so you know. It you is. Got, it's with got Christopher Reeves. Reeves, like yeah. Is this the one where he fights his himself? Himself and like oh yeah, in Superman a goes to a bar and gets drunk and then fights himself in a junkyard. It goddamn right it is. Oh god, I can't wait to watch that. I, I hope that's what it's in the selection we make this time. I hope it. I really do. I haven't seen it since I was probably like 12. I, I watched it on a family vacation. Like we got to a hotel and we were all tired and we had some downtime. And I just remember it was on, it was like on TBS. I'm like, great, I'm going to watch this. And I turned it on at the part where he, it's Superman fighting Clark Kent. So anyway, um, my list, uh, I, I'll kick it off with missing an action. Uh, it is a, God bless a you. Chuck Norris staple from the, the mid eighties. Uh, ironically, um, it is the second movie filmed in the Missing in Action series, but the first one released because uh, <laughs> Golan Globus shot part two, what, what was part two first, realized it was the worst of the two movies, <laughs> and so they released Missing in Action 2 as part one. Uh, so that, that, that is the most canon films thing ever. That, it really is. like That is like the, the microcosm of, of canon films right there. So... Um, we'll be covering that. It's the story of uh, 
I think it's Colonel James Braddock, played by uh, Chuck Norris, who is uh, karate karate kicking his way out of Vietnam. <laughs> so, or no, I take it back. I'm sorry. In this one, he's Ugh. he's fighting his way back into Vietnam, and uh, he uses M. Emmett Walsh as his uh, his vessel into uh, back into Vietnam. If, if that one gets picked, we might have to do Merry Kicksmith and make that December 23rd. Oh, we could. And I guess, all right, so that's the, are we going to do it in order? Like that's, as we draw them, that's the order we're going to, we're going to do them in. I think so. Unless we like hit something where we're like, no, that has to be this day. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're going to keep the order unless because there's enough November 18th, that we can... <laughs> people have a very big theme in mind of, you know, <laughs> uh, fair. That fair. has to be, de- oh, I don't want to step on your movies. Okay. Good. <laughs> okay. All right. No. All right. So coming up, coming up after uh, missing action, I did Death Wish three, um, which Ooh, like you is very obscure to pick a third or fourth movie in a series <laughs> to do in a doing in like in a uh, an unrelated uh, a series of movies. Uh, I because, love it because the the, the De- Death Wish storyline from sequel to sequel is extremely important. <laughs> the only consistency uh, from movie to movie. <laughs> And the first one's really good. I will say, if anybody hasn't seen it, um, Death Wish won in 1974, but with Charles Bronson, is really a really interesting movie. And it spoke a lot. I think it was very much a period movie about uh, the violence in New York in the in the, in the the mid-late 70s. And it has something interesting to say. Um, but There's an interesting conversation to have around it. But it, yeah, it's it, not... It is. It is. It's not... <laughs> fully vindicating vigilantes like it's not and, it, and it's it's about the uh corruption of of paul kersey who is a uh pacifist in the movie until until he violences down on his family but death wish three takes all the interesting pieces and, and the sort of moral dilemmas out of uh out of that story which thank you says hey what <laughs> if we just gave paul kersey a really loose reason to show up in a new city and just start killing vigil or or doing vigilante shit and killing thugs and it's like great let's make that a movie and i think that's also a staple of golden globus yeah uh, i just say it's an important theme in the canon (laughs) filmography (laughs) so um i i i hope that gets picked uh i will watch that probably anyway even if we don't pick it for this (laughs) one because it's such a crazy uh wild movie um uh yeah i don't i don't want to give any more away about that because i hope we do pick it um invaders from mars is actually another toby hooper movie uh, i know we had him for life force uh it's a remake i believe of a 1950s movie it is i i want to watch it because i've not seen it since i was probably seven or eight years old and all i remember about it was i and i watched it around like halloween because it was on again thank you to the uh uh, scheduling director of Fox 54. WFXG Fox 54. Because <laughs> your Saturday movie runs in the late 80s and early 90s. Dude, you're killing it. And I, I watched this, I think, on on that. And it's a premise where I, I believe it's about a a young kid who was probably about seven or eight, maybe maybe 10. And a alien spaceship has landed effectively, in his, as I recall, in his backyard and it's uh, about aliens that overtake adults and are trying to abduct people. And that's kind of all I remember. It was it, it, it sort of punctuates with his parents being evil. And yeah. uh, it scared the living shit out of me as a kid. So this is me just trying to deal with some demons. <laughs> that's why I put it on the list. <laughs> well, I was super excited to see this on your list. I've seen the original multiple times. And I really, really love it. Um, 
I've never seen this remake. And so well, to, at some it, point in my life, I definitely think... will. But yeah, I mean, it, yeah. And Toby it's, Hooper. It's, uh, Toby, it's Toby Hooper yeah. when, you know, a couple years off after Poltergeist. So no, so um, I would, I really hope this gets picked because I would love an excuse to watch this movie. And like you said, it does, if this doesn't get picked, I may just watch it myself. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's streaming right now. I mean, we're recording this uh, second to last weekend in October. Uh, so there's a lot of obviously stuff that's, that's uh, on there. And that's actually, I want to talk about af- after this is what, what's good out there right now. But, uh, uh, and last but not least, I mean, we've already covered it, but Bloodsport was uh, the last one on my list. So, so the, 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 I'm not going to, beat that one into the ground anymore but you know we we've got nine to choose from assuming <laughs> that we do a nine movie run and we have we've already selected that oh, uh november we're doing nine or eight movie run well I, i'm screwing up sorry <laughs> um we have nine movies to pick from we have seven slots available since we've already we've already pegged uh, new year's evil for for new year's eve of of 2022 yeah. so uh, out of the nine we got to pick seven okay all right, so, Andrew. Are we ready, ready to go to the hat? I am ready. You ready to go? To the hat? All right. So yeah, I can see you're already in the Google Doc. To oh, I'm uh, yeah. I'm locking these things down. Right. <laughs> I'm shaking it up. I'm not looking. I'm 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 uh. All right. We're gonna go through. We're gonna pick the first one. First one. Oh God. First one. Bloodsport. <laughs> so that's right out of the bat. Blood wow. Sports. Do we want to do that first or save it for Christmas? No, let's go ahead and put it on first. And okay. if you want to you know, change it. the order, but uh, Bloodsport, November 11th. Wait, wait, wait. Did your wife sneak in and just make them all Bloodsport? Yeah, they're all Bloodsport. That's the problem. <laughs> it's like there's literally nothing left in here except uh, Bloodsport. All right, so I'm going to keep digging. I, I, I do it. I do it week after week. <laughs> I, I will. I'll, I'll, I can tell you, I could do one cold right now and it would be a three hour episode. Yeah. All right. Of course, uh, <laughs> Life Force. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's see what we got. All right, week of Thanksgiving. All right, Thanksgiving. Uh, Thank- what, well, <laughs> what horror are we going to unleash on the world? We are going to give them American Ninja. <laughs> the story of, of... I mean, that seems appropriate for Thanksgiving. You know, America, American holiday, American Ninja. Why not? Yeah, it's, it's, you know... You're, you're writing American Thanksgiving. You, you wrote American Thanksgiving. <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> That's how excited you are for this. All right, let me, let me mix these up some more. Mix them up some more. All right, let's see. All right, we got uh 52 pickup. Ooh. Ooh, like the one like potentially highbrow good movie. I like that that's coming in the middle of that might be like a breath of fresh air. <laughs> yeah, or it's going to be a real hard get through if it's not good. <laughs> All right, let's see what we got next. We have missing in action. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, well, this is getting really weird. Which uh, I'm reacting like I'm not going to be excited for any of these. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, all right, let me see. All right, we're down to the. I think we have the last four to pick from. All December sixteenth, right, baby. Cyborg. Whoa, some van. Another oh, van. Dam. All right, multiple van dam. Oh man, I'm. All right, I'm excited. Merry I Christmas. am excited for this van dam. <laughs> uh, all right, we have uh, invaders from Mars. Thank God. before christmas, for christmas. <laughs> all right I'm, I'm all right so we had the last wait no that was have... the last one that was the last one okay yeah. all right yeah. so the ones We're... that we didn't pick are death wish three damn and superman four and superman four all right so <laughs> the weird <laughs> sequel movies all right those didn't make it all right well maybe that's so we, maybe that's we can save thing. those for our run of, of weird sequel movies <laughs> 
I, I would find I'd be fine taking disjointed sequels and just doing a that'd run be a pretty those. fun run of just like random sequels. So, of this list, is there any? So you haven't seen Invaders from Mars and you haven't seen Fifty Two Pickup, right? That is correct. The rest I have all seen. Okay, yeah, I think yep. for me, it's been a really long time for Invaders from Mars, like over twenty years. But in the, I have never seen Fifty Two Pickup. But that was one of the ones I was really hoping we would get to because it's Elmore Leonard. And it's uh, Roy Scheider. So I'm hoping that's a... Uh, and I'm I think this is a, a good representation of canon. <laughs> High water marks filled with a lot of low, uh, low water but, marks. Yeah, you get some stars in it, but you get some different genres. Um, yeah, we got, we got some different, action. Some directors. We got some sci-fi. We got some, we got some um, drama. Yeah. We got some horror. Yeah, I'm excited to hit a couple of Toby Hoopers, too. Yeah, um... I something else of his I watched recently and I really enjoyed. But uh, well, all right. Speaking of that, so we that's one thing we went. Oh, did you watch Funhouse? I have not watched. I that was. I'm yeah. sorry. I was I was going to start watching that last night. I've seen yeah. Funhouse. It's been a while. Yeah, um, yeah. I actually watched it last year. I got like a DVD pack of four movies, horror movies, and in October was watching them and watched that one last year. Um, yeah, and it, it's like a good, solid '80s slashery horror movie. Um. I just remember a lot of, uh, and I don't know if this is the right word these days, but a lot of freaks. One in particular. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was like all basically like uh, sideshow people for for uh, the circus. But um, what else? So I know you and I have both been kind of watching uh, the Criterion Collection. They've done a a, a run of eighties, eighties, thirty eighties, or thirty. 1980s horror movies that were sort of offbeat maybe movies that you heard of but not really seen they, they it, i liked it because they didn't hit uh franchises excuse me like uh, halloween or friday the 13th it was it was stuff that i probably would not seek out typically but i, I yeah a few things part. i know we've both seen um like prince of darkness by carpenter or scanners or um but then had have some pretty out there stuff as well um I, so, uh so the other day i watched uh, it's a japanese film tetsuo the iron man <laughs> yeah and I, I... earlier i watched uh it's the strange case of dr jekyll and miss osborne and both of those prominently feature really odd penises from people <laughs> who are transforming into other things and <laughs> well I, uh, i'm glad it's just like <laughs> oh my god like yeah no no and it's you know i sometimes get like stuck in times where you don't get to explore cinema or the history of cinema very much and then there are times when you watch two movies like that within like a period of a couple of weeks and it's like holy shit like this is fucking fantastic like <laughs> just get especially the tetsu is really experimental it's almost i i gotta i want to look up how they did it there was some stuff that was looked stop action but the way it was moving i was wondering if instead of being stop action they actually filmed it and removed frames to make it look stop action i'm not sure um but and but it was really out there and I, it's tetsu of the iron man and it's kind of about a person turning into a machine basically um which the metaphor for that is somewhat obvious of you know what is what are machines doing to our society um 
and man's reliance on them. Um, but the filmmaking techniques in it were very, very fascinating and interesting. And it's um, not a long film, which was appropriate, I thought, for the way they shot it. Of you just can't, you just can't watch something like that for two hours. Like you gotta, <laughs> um, you exhaust your your point of doing that. But was also man was disturbing. Of I was watching it and I needed to go to the bathroom, so I had to stop and pause it. But I didn't want to pause it on like a disturbing image and like have like <laughs> one of the kids walk into the room <laughs> while I was going to the bathroom. So I was like waiting for it to get to a non-disturbing image. And like I was waiting like 15 minutes <laughs> to be able to pause it. Like your pants. Uh, uh and then um I've been following the Golian Rest, the Yuppie Nightmare movie. Yeah. Red, which I've really been enjoying because it's a lot of thrillers from the 80s early 90s that was not a genre i've explored that much and it's fun to do a bunch of them together have an excuse to do a bunch of them together because there's a dialogue that develops within doing movies that are similar like that um so uh, that's been uh been pretty fun uh well, what about you we both we, we both watched the keep which is an 83 michael mann movie which is, I think, it, I haven't gone through his IMDb, but I think it's like the only sci-fi horror movie I could think of yes. that came from Michael it, Mann. Yeah, really a different one for um, him. Yeah, and it's 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 way out in left. I mean, it's an interesting movie. It's set, I think, uh, early 1940s in Romania uh, in uh, during in the midst of World War II, and um, it's. It feels like a Dario. I think I told you it feels like a Dario Argento influenced, uh, visually influenced Michael Mann movie. It doesn't to me feel like any other Michael Mann movie. Everything else he does seems to be very procedural and very methodical and very grounded. This is this is very much based in sci-fi and um, without spoiling it, has to do with a uh, kind of a supernatural good versus evil. Um, has a very poor looking scott glenn with contacts uh, as a is the hero <laughs> uh but it, it was an interesting movie uh, i i enjoy watching that uh, on your recommendation i did watch speaking of dario argento i watched uh inferno um all of the argento movies i've seen do feel like uh these visually stunning incredibly colorful uh fever dreams yeah <laughs> movie incredible yeah uh and then um i watched it last night i can't say i'd recommend it but to your point on uh, on uh, Tetsuo having some very interesting uh, <laughs> concepts of what they're trying to they're trying to flesh out using a horror movie they're trying to flesh out maybe some comments on society or or, or larger trends in, uh, in the world. Uh, I watched this movie called The Hidden, which styles uh, stars Kyle MacLaughlin as okay. a what you what is revealed to be uh, an alien fighting another alien in human form. Uh, and the evil alien seems to follow the tropes of what, what I would call 80s excess of <laughs> uh, sex, drugs, and and rock and roll with robbing banks and stuff like that. So it's just really, it feels like somebody saw Miami Vice and was like, you know what these needs? Aliens. And then and that's, <laughs> and that's what they that's what they made. So it, it's not very you, good. You sold me. <laughs> but uh, it's interesting. And then I started it, uh, um but a movie called Wolfen, which is set in the early 80s, um, New York, with uh, Albert Finney as the lead. Uh, I haven't finished it, but my only takeaway so far was 
in the opening few minutes you see i think it's werewolf vision is for the movie yeah you text me that so i, I watched like the first like 10 minutes it feels like say, a predator yeah. ripoff or predator it, ripped it off or predator did i mean they go more heat visions but it, it, it has real big yeah the vibes of what predator is doing uh yeah 100 percent saw that too uh which is fun it uh, is but that's, that's what i've enjoyed about the the criterion thing was uh seeing a lot of stuff that maybe I wouldn't have normally watched. Um, I also, of course, watched Halloween 3. And uh, <laughs> I'll probably watch it again before the end of October. Uh, and then... Um, oh, and you, on that, Dead and Buried. Dead and Buried was, really was actually fun. a lot of fun. It was really like, fun. Like, that yeah. was a cool cool. It was a really interesting concept, really interesting execution. Yeah, and it was... Um, my f- <laughs> it made me laugh. It's not a funny thing, but it made me laugh. It is the guy who played Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory's like last movie. <laughs> and so I'm watching this and I'm like, wait a second, is that Grandpa Joe? Yeah. Like, oh shit, it's Grandpa Joe. And he plays the uh, mortician or the the coroner in the in the movie. And so I, I think that's a lot of fun. And that one's actually um I've seen that one a bunch on streaming. So I think even after Halloween, that one's gonna be around uh, on either Amazon or maybe Shutter, but it seems to it seems to have some staying power. Okay on streaming so that's good hopefully people can still see it and, but i'll say on am uh amazon right now um ambulance michael bay movie uh, i really enjoyed it is that with eric roberts no it's like uh, jake jake gyllenhaal oh okay i was thinking <laughs> wow i was like i was thinking like 30 years ago <laughs> no no it's a new one uh is that good it was good it was good i mean it's got the michael bay flourishes so you know but it's it's i'd say it's his best movie since the rock Oh, wow okay all right like it's uh, i enjoyed it um and you know it's got like it's got some of the michael bay problems <laughs> but they but in the same way like the rock is doing it where like they, they kind of work for the movie and the characters um and it feels a little bit like a throwback to that era at this point okay the 90s action movie excess so it feels like a little bit fun to get a movie like that. And it's really got a nice just head on pace where it doesn't let up. I guess that's what's well, one, I looked it up. I, I did confuse it with a 1990 movie starring Eric <laughs> Roberts called The Ambulance, which was uh, which is uh, stellar. But um, I, I guess that's what's tough is like. I used to be a huge Michael Bay fan as a kid excuse me with like the rock bad boys con air um even to some extent you know armageddon he had this run in the late 90s for for kind of our generation that was like a, a lot of really big movies and summer summer block to me kind of don't define what summer blockbusters were when we were kids but it's like he then went on to just make a bunch of really bad movies i never liked the transformers or the teenage mutant ninja turtles so it's tough to to want to go back to his stuff but i'll have to check it out because because it's nice to hear like yeah, it's in Maybe that. Maybe it's a return and, to his, his. I don't think. I don't think Conair was Michael Bay. It was a Bruckheimer. One. Oh, like don't, make me, don't make me prove you wrong, Michael. Um, but uh, but no, it's in that for those movies that you're talking about. It's in that vein. It's like, um, it's closer to those than. Oh his. shit! You're right. It's not Michael Bay. Uh, it it has a lot. Right. All right. Well, yeah. It, no, it's Jerry Bruckheimer. Which it, it is. But Jerry Bruckheimer and Michael Bay were a big team for. Uh, it has a lot of uh for a stretch of those movies yeah it, feel, it feels like somebody trying to to make Very much their version that. of a michael bay movie yeah yeah oh, it's definitely. Also, 
it's it's by a guy named Simon West who did Tomb Raider, uh, and <laughs> The Expendables two, and the Jason Statham mechanic. So not a great Con Air's the high water mark there. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't argue with that. I'm looking at him, looking at the credits too. Uh, but yeah, I, I would recommend Ambulance. It's just pretty fun. Um, I'll check that out. I, um, I also it, watch... get a bit of a modern twist on it from those movies as well. Um, yeah. Have you seen anything so... else like like recently that's like a 2022 movie you've liked or you know was, was worth, worth checking out? Oh, man. Yeah, that's um, so that's funny. That's one thing I've I'm trying to balance a bit in life. Um, there's so many old movies you want to go back and either watch or revisit. And then you try to keep up with what's new. And I feel like I'm just constantly falling behind on stuff. Um, but I don't know. Let me look and see. 2022. Um, what have I done? That's right. Recently? Yeah. Are you, are you going to use your... Uh, well, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll keep talking while you're while you're looking up. No, no. So um, I'm looking... So on, uh, on Disney Plus, I watched with the kids The Werewolf by Night. Um, okay. It's Marvel, but kind of a horror movie. Um, it's just a one-off kind of thing. Um, we enjoyed that. It was fun. Um, it's pretty good. I, I'd say if you're uh, worth watching, I don't know how it... You got to make your own decision on your kid's age, because <laughs> um, it's like definitely like monster movie, but closer to being old school Universal monster movie, um, but a little more like violent than that old school Universal thirties, forties, fifties kind of stuff. I dug the Rob Zombie, the monsters. I did too. I actually not great, it. A... but it captures the vibe, and it's like I think his so much of his horror stuff is so dark. I enjoyed him taking on a horror stuff with a lightness to it. I agree. It, it, it's and that's what's interesting is I always kind of kept expecting the monsters to to pivot into something unpleasant or violent, and it never does. Like to his credit, and, and exactly what you said, he he manages to really capture the pleasant and funness fun parts of uh, of the monsters TV show, and the guy who plays Herman is crushing it as, as the yeah. character. And I know my dad was a massive fan of that show when he was a kid. <laughs> really? uh, so I told him, I was like, oh, like, I definitely recommend you should check this out. Like, I think you would, I think it captures the spirit. I think you'd enjoy uh, getting, getting like a piece of that. So I'm really curious if he ever does. Um, I, I like what the, his reaction the, would be because he was he like, it. yeah, because he was probably like 10 and loved the show. So I'd be very curious to see like what, his opinion would be on that but i um i watched i think it's it's out streaming now i i can't remember what channel i think i watched it on showtime's streaming platform uh i watched x which was pretty good i've um, heard good things on that yeah it's uh <laughs> i've been wanting to see that obviously it's hard to watch with um anytime with with the kids being awake but it, but it, the <laughs> yeah. premise is uh it's it's sort of like a take on Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but with a, a group of um, young performers going out in the rural Texas to make a, a, a basically make a porn film, and they they end up on this ranch uh, where you know this really awful stuff starts to happen. It's good. I think it's a pretty interesting sort of deep movie, and it sounds like uh, Ty West, the the I think he's the writer and director. Yeah, 
Um, and there's like another one by him out. Yeah, I think yeah, I think oh, I think they're 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 kind of uh, I, I related a bit. I think it's called yeah. Pearl. Yes, that sounds familiar. And I that think right. <laughs> I think they're supposed to be um along the same stream. I've heard that's good too. Yeah, yeah I, I haven't seen that yet. This was the first one I, I saw of his, but oh, this is also super random. I'm looking at the uh, credits for it. Uh, Kid Cudi is one of the producers. <laughs> so nice. That's all right. Good for him. All right. That's cool. I like, you know, good music, good, good taste in movies. So yeah. that's a, that's a good one. I'd say it's worth checking out. It's just uh, for anybody with kids, it's going to be, you're going to definitely want to watch. That yeah. That's a, it's always the hard part. And always the part I hate where you end up watching these in pieces. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so you feel guilty having too strong an opinion on it to not have properly sat there and watched it beginning to end and feel the pace and flow of what they're doing uh, yeah I, I definitely um was able to watch it in one night but it was like i was like okay i can start watching this at like 10 p.m and then I can yeah. watch it to and then it's, yeah, yeah like okay all right that's that's like the only way to do it all right well i'm excited for this canon film friend i think we're gonna have more of these in our future <laughs> there well Real quick, I, I, I'm pumped about it. Well, first of all, I am pumped about it too. But, you know, is there anything uh, we've left off? We feel like we need to, uh, we want to catch on the next one. I think we talked about Cobra. We've talked about Death Wish and Superman 4. Any other sort of Pete Cannon movies we think we would want to catch on the next go round? <laughs> or we want to leave that open to listeners and see if people want to suggest stuff. Uh, so I have an odd yeah. thing. Um where Cannon did a couple of Indiana Jones knockoffs that I've never seen. Like what? Uh, it's like an Alan Quartermain movie they did. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, and, and there's another one, too. Uh, and I, 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 Indiana Jones, I'm a massive, massive fan. Um, and I've always been, I want to dig, like, I've tried to dig into, like, the movies that inspired it. And I've recently... Um, then like, I want to like the movies that are like knockoffs of it, but not. I feel I've seen like the '90s ones of those, but not the '80s ones that would have come like after Raiders, after Temple. I, I it's uh, I was too young, and like those like, obviously those movies weren't good, so it didn't stand the test of time to blast for me to see. And now I like, am really curious to see like. What were the cheap cash-ins on the popularity of like Raiders of the Lost Ark and stuff? So they have a couple of those I really want to do. And then there's some um some cheapy horror things in there that I know I want to dig into at some point. Um oh I, I yeah, I just saw it on the list. I forgot about it, but um in 10 to midnight, Chainsaw. obviously. <laughs> oh, 10 to midnight. We we gotta do 10 to midnight. Yeah. I never be, seen that like until a few, month, few months ago when you, you got me to watch it. And holy shit, that movie is yeah. insane. Um Preview is Naked Serial Killer, <laughs> and then plus Charles Bronson. Um, we have to do that one episode naked when we record <laughs> it. Fine. I could do that. That doesn't bother me. Um, but they have Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. I forgot that was a uh, Golden Globe. Oh yeah, which I've never seen that. It's so that would I've be, seen most of it. It's fun to of, check it's, out. It's kind of a comedy, but um, which sounds weird to say, but um, yeah, I think I think that would be a fun one to do. And actually, fuck, I can't we forgot about it. Um, they did Masters of the Universe, and that's yes, that's, oh, that's that a big is, one. That's a real big one. Yeah, uh, I think that's the one that's sort of known for almost almost bringing them down uh, financially. It was such yeah. a big bet, and it, it just didn't pan out. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm curious to 
curious to see. And they've got some other Chuck Norris movies I'd, I'd like to cover in there too. Oh, hell yeah. So maybe, are they still alive or, or, or Golan or Globus still alive? Maybe we can get them on the podcast and just have them <laughs> talk to us about <laughs> um, uh, the, the movie. So, cocaine. Um, and, and cocaine. Uh, I will say too, um, it's not streaming right now anywhere, but if you can find it, there's a great documentary called uh, uh, yeah. Electric Boogaloo, oh, which is about the, the so rise good. and fall of canon. That's a really yeah. good documentary. I watched a couple of years I've, ago. I've watched it twice. It's so, so fantastic. Is it, could you find it? Is it like on YouTube or I don't, anything like that? I, when I've watched it, it's been on like Amazon just streaming. Yeah. And so they like popped up and I was like, oh, like, I'll check that out. And then I was like, oh, I watched that again. But yeah, it's in like before we recorded this, talked about we may need to pivot on some of these movies at times because they're really hit or miss on I'm when they're them. available streaming. And like in a really bizarre way of um something's easily to watch, and then all of a sudden you can't find it anywhere. And um, so yeah, I I'm not quite sure what to make of that time with rights if it's just these are rights are in weird places at times for certain things or no one wants to spend the money to actually have it up there streaming or or it's just like random people uploading it and then rights issues get it taken down from places so yeah i uh yeah i i just sort of assumed oh man uh Menheim Golan's dead. So let me go see what Globus is doing. Oh, uh, man. Now, now you're bringing us down. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just trying to see. I was like, maybe we could get him. We, who knows? Maybe they'll come talk to us. Um, uh, Yoram, Yoram Globus is still alive. So All right. So we got a chance. We got a chance. Um, but yeah, uh, you're right. It's it's strange for a, a uh, studio that was so predicated on on pulling every single dollar out of their movies that uh that they you can't find their stuff streaming as much but uh yeah. it also could just be that you know some of that if they were still off. around today their shit would always be available streaming from some deal with some streaming company they have enough ip you could argue they may have their own streaming service today if go if, if <laughs> canon Globus streaming and K, if canon had made it the whole, the whole oh that'd be delightful to the, to the 2000s so i would have loved to, to have seen that i love it i love it so. we need to start it <laughs> Uh, I'm done. I'm down. That's I, our I, goal. I, I think uh, get we're enough need, money to start the Canon Film Streaming Service. I think we're gonna have to up the request from the audience of uh, uh fifteen dollars a month. To, probably a lot more than that. <laughs> can anyone can, can anyone buy the the book of uh, uh, IP from Golan Globus slash uh, Canon? <laughs> so Films? you you get a free lifetime subscription to our Canon Film Streaming Service if you pledge ten thousand dollars a month. <laughs> uh, sounds good. Yeah. So, uh, cool. All right. Well, uh, again, this will kick off, uh, this, we're going to drop this, hopefully be listening to this on uh, November 4th. Uh, we're going to follow this up with the first episode being Bloodsport. Uh, so I, I will apologize that we're going to do a seven or eight movie run and we're going to probably start with the high watermark, but Hey, that's okay. We'll, 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 uh, we'll see how this goes. I'm excited about it. I can't wait to, I can't wait to have you talk to my wife for two hours about, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> I am goddamn thrilled about it. Uh, she is too, and she doesn't even know it yet. So can't wait. <laughs> All right, buddy. I will catch you next week. All right. Can't wait All for it. All right. Giddy, giddy. Wait, wait, wait. So we're doing Bloodsport next? We're doing Bloodsport next. Goddamn. I'm excited. I'm <laughs> just, this is just really hitting me. It's fully talk. hitting me now. Bloodsport's next. Do you think it's hitting you uh, like a punch in the nuts to Bolo Young? It's hitting me like a fucking yeah. split.
Do you think it's naked on a rooftop? Do you think it's hitting you like the fifth brick down on doing a Kumite <laughs> challenge that has to be exploded? It's hitting me like Jacqueline Van Damme's there's sand in my eyes. Do you think it's hitting you like a 50,000 volt taser from uh, from Forrest Whitaker? Come on, keep oh going. My God. Keep going. <laughs> it's hitting me like I'm playing the Kung Fu video game with a guy from Revenge of the Nerds. Do you- <laughs> Do you think it's hitting you like a uh, very racist and stereotypical uh, uh, character cut, cutting coconuts up with his bare hands? <laughs> uh, God, I can't fucking wait. Do you think it's hitting you like the shock of the uh, Middle Eastern fighter when the coin was taken from his hand in a split second by Jean-Claude Guess what I'm doing tomorrow, watching Bloodsport, and there better be a fucking commentary on that DVD. <laughs> oh, man, I, ho- I hope there is. I hope there's a commentary from uh van damme and i who directed it it's got to be oh man no i idea. hope frank dukes i hope frank dukes actually um is the uh did the commentary for it because uh that movie's got a a legendary history i think i think was it grantland did a story all right i'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna save it i'm gonna save it i don't i don't wanna director is newt arnold <laughs> yeah good old so newt we, we can check that out he's he's directed uh three films in his in his time Hands of a Stranger, which looks like it's from the 1950s. I guess once you do blood sport, you just retire. You, you just looks, go out on top. He looks like L. Ron Hubbard with an eye patch. <laughs> Holy fuck. Maybe it's the maybe it's the jaunty captain's hat that he's wearing on his letterbox Man. picture, but uh oh, I'm gonna have to dig into this guy. <laughs> so he did gonna be mo- fucking ready for this podcast. He did three movies across three decades. That's gonna be and two of them have blood in the title, the name of the title. <laughs> You gotta know. You gotta know what, you, what your strengths are. <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, I think you did. All right, All right. my friend. All right, blood sport. Will, we'll talk about blood excited. sport next week. Kumate, 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 kumate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. kumate. <laughs>